Welcome to Time to Write. I'm Emily Robertson. And I'm Amy Kelly. We are professional writers and critique partners. We've worked in traditional and independent publishing, podcasting, and social media marketing. Including my novel, Lifestyles of Gods and Monsters, published by a Big Five publisher. My long-running podcast, In the Middle of It. And Accomplished Authors, my business helping authors create an inspiring online presence. We are here to share our creative journeys and encourage you on yours. From the writing process to promoting your work and all of the messy in between, we're here to remind you that your story matters and it's worth sharing with the world. Okay, it's It's time time to to write. write. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Time to Write. I'm Emily. And I'm Amy. Um, and today we are going to talk about uh, whether or not you are sabotaging yourself or, you know, probably you are. So what to do <laughs> when you are, because most of us do. Uh, and so for starters, and we will do our highs and lows at the end, as we talked about before, um, we sort of switch that up. And so Amy, what does self-sabotage even look like? So I would say it is, um, you have a goal or a dream. That you want to accomplish, say, like writing a book or promoting the book you wrote on social media or promoting in the book that you wrote and somehow you just don't do it or you feel paralyzed and you don't do it or you make yourself super busy doing other things and you don't do it or Or you do it and you half-ass it. Yes. Or you do it and you half-ass it. So recently, Amy and I have been talking about, we both watched this video on YouTube for people who are interested in mindset and brain stuff. It's a YouTuber named Heidi Prieb, P-R-I-E-B-E. And she had this really interesting video about this. And she led with this idea that she doesn't believe in self-sabotage, which doesn't mean she doesn't believe that this happens. What she doesn't believe is that it's sabotage, which has an implication of someone planning to hurt you or harm you or derail you from your goals in some way. Right. Right. And I love how she reframes it. And she gave a really great analogy that we're going to share with you guys here. So Em, do you want to talk about the day shift? And then I'll talk about the night shift. So the idea is you work, you know, your brain is like this factory, which has a day shift and a night shift. And the day shift comes in and they've got goals and they've got spreadsheets and they know what's happening and they do all their stuff. And then at five o'clock, they go home, the lights come out and then the night shift comes on. So the night shift is working in the dark, right? The night shift comes in working in the dark. They're trying to kind of fumble around and, and do the things that need to be done to keep the factory going and working. Um, But they don't, to keep it safe. And so I th- I think they just, the issue is communication. The day right. shift so and the, the night shift are shift, not communicating. Right. So when the day shift comes into work and like papers are on the floor and coffee's been spilled and everything's a mess, they're like, oh my gosh, the night shift is out to get us. The night shift must hate the day shift or the night shift night shift must hate the day shift goals or they must be trying to make this company fail and that is not what's happening at all it's just the night shift and the day shift have a and have different goals and b the night shift is doing all of its work in the dark right which makes everything harder because you can't see right and so 
from this analogy, what Heidi Preeb is really talking about is how to identify if you're consistently having something happen where you're like, I want this, I want this thing. And yet here I am not doing it. Ask yourself really, what is my night shift protecting me from? Because there's something, what is my night, what danger does my night shift perceive in this situation of this goal, because the thing about the day shift is it's super good at like 10 year plan goals that are like, you know, I'm going to be at Barnes and Noble signing my book. <laughs> and but the then, night shift is about what are some of the night shift fears that might come up for people on this? So I would say some of those fears would be like, what does the day to day look like? So if you want to have that book self, you know, day shift self um, come out. Well, that means that, you know, you're going to have to give up X, Y, and Z in order to have the time to write each day. And it also means that you're going to be putting yourself out there and someone might be mean to you or hurt your feelings or be really critical or fill in the blank. Right. And the thing about it is, is that your, your night shift is going to be different from my night shift. So my night shift might be super concerned that I will take all the time that my night shift used to use for like down, you know, recharging, watching a show, hanging out, staring off into space, not doing anything, baking, all the things that my night shift loves to do that finds it very restorative. My night shift might be really worried that my day shift is going to come in and be like, that's it. No more watching TV, no more movies, no more baking, no more taking long walks. Hop on it, sister. We got work to do. And so my night shift is going to be like, oh no, no. And the only way my night shift has to protect itself from that is all these you know, shutting you down, shutting you down. And, and to be fair, I think our night shift has learned from the past, right? Right. So that, you know, when you've had a big project before you may have um, done things that have felt harmful or unsafe or fear, you know, fear-based with your, with your night shift. Or you might have voices from your past that say, you know, that are, that are super shamey about all the stuff your night shift wants. So that's, you know, there's one thing also, and we have a highly productivity driven culture. So one thing that might happen is you might not even consciously acknowledge the, the wants that your night shift has, like your night shift might desperately want like approval, right? Like Mm -hmm. someone to be like, you're amazing. And so for those of us for whom writing is both a passion and a thing we're trying to make a living on, you're taking the, like the, the very special things that your heart made that are basically like the kindergarten picture that someone would put on the refrigerator. And you're asking your night shift to not only like give them to you, because I really do believe most of this amazing stuff we make comes from our unconscious. So our night shift is giving it to us. And then you're letting people throw darts at it. So your night shift reasonably could be like, uh, the day shift just took our stuff and threw darts at it. Like, why should we <laughs> give them anything again? Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
the other thing that I thought was so interesting in Heidi Grebe's video about this is that, which she didn't say explicitly, but I think is a super interesting way to do it. Can you, as a whole person, because we're made up of all these different parts, can the day shift listen to the night shift's concerns without shooting at them, as, as Amy and I said in the previous episode? Can the day shift just take in the night shift's concerns without shutting them down? And well, I want you guys, okay, uh, well, I just want to yeah, but I just was going to say too, like curiosity and kindness and compassion and, and like, it's a child in you. Right. right. So when I first started getting on Instagram, I kept putting up pictures of coffee at the coffee shop where I was. And I have a friend that was like, Hey, why are you just doing the coffee? Like, you know, pictures of faces do better and all this stuff. And what I realized was that my night shift or inner child or whatever soft vulnerable belly, whatever we want to call it, was terrified of putting pictures of myself up and having people be mean about them. It was really, because the internet, that is a thing that can happen on the internet. We have all seen it happen, right? Somebody has a picture up, they think it looks nice. And some person just for the sake of being a troll posts nasty things about them. And so I have a history of feeling bad about what I look like. I have a history of, you know, that had bullying in my childhood about what I look like. So my night shift really needed to know that if people, I just need to have a plan in place, which is what we're going to talk about. And I did not know that this is what I was doing, but I kind of made a deal with myself. Like if someone comes and says mean things about me on the internet, I can do a few things. Number one, I can block and delete. Number two, I can tell my night shift, this is not about you. This is, this is horrible. Like this is about a horrible person who is being mean. And I don't have to, this has nothing to do with me, Emily, the person who's just putting pictures of herself out, hoping that people will buy her books. Like, and so once I was able to sort of make that deal with myself and also to really tell myself, like, this is not about how pretty I am. This is, that is not what this is about because as soon as I go to, as soon as my brain goes to pretty, it's all bad news because it's all comparison. It's all blah, blah, blah. So if I could just be like, self, this is not about how pretty I am. This is about sharing the things I love with the people that will like them. And if somebody doesn't like what I look like, I, it, it doesn't, like my inner self doesn't have to, to the, I can comfort my own inner self about that stuff. Or right. I can call a friend and say, somebody just said something really mean on the internet. And they can say like, oh, that's horrible. <laughs> right. And I would say what you're, what you're describing is you're communicating with your night shift. You're recognizing what the night shift wants, needs, whatever you want to say. And you have created a plan. You've created a narrative to help alleviate any concerns or worries or fears or, you know, that are coming from your night shift. So it's the where. Also, I would say, guys, a plan that says, I don't call someone who's going to say, why didn't you put lipstick on? Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. that's part of the plan is like being really clear. My night shift knows who do not call someone who's going to say, well, you deserved it because you decided to go on the internet without doing your hair or. Well, I would just say um, to me, the biggest 
two things for this, for us would be being aware, like coming into awareness, self-awareness about what your night shift is thinking and doing and all those kinds of things. And then also coming at it with curiosity and compassion, Mm -hmm. curiosity and compassion. No shamey, blamey. No shamey, blamey. No shamey, blamey. So it won't, because here's the thing, guys, the the shamey, blamey, I mean, just, just, I know our productivity culture does not want to believe this, but it's just true. We are not robots. The shamey, blamey stuff just makes your night shift more active it feels less protected right so the more you go to that place of like what is wrong with me the more your night shift is going to be producing the very things that you're trying to get it to not do well the things that are going to prevent you from reaching your goals or doing the the daily things that it's going to take to reach your goals. Right. Right. So what's that mindset we want people to have, Amy? Um, So I would say it's just that acceptance that, and then also like your brain is just trying to help you. Like its job is to protect you and take care of you and keep you safe and all those good things. So really embracing that idea, like my brain is just here to help me and, and, it may feel a little misguided to my conscious self, but it's got a purpose and a plan. So right. just, just again, curiosity and compassion about that. So, I so yeah. on. can I just look at it just for a second? And we will do a whole episode about the shadow. Cause I'm gotten super interested in that, like, but not this one. Well, and shadow being the night shift night shift. I think another way to, to put it is like, that's our shadow self. So our hidden self. So yeah. So what would you say is the first practical step? What is the practical we can do here? I think the practical step, looking at the situation in the moment might be a little overwhelming. So if you can think back to a time in the past, when you know you have sabotaged yourself, when you know you've derailed something that you thought you wanted to really take a second and, and the journal, I, I think using the left-handed journal that we've talked about where you write a question, then you answer it where your non-dom answer with your non-dominant hand, you'll get information that you would not otherwise have just because that part of your brain isn't used to being able to say stuff. I know that sounds weird, but just try it. Um, if there were times in the past, why might my night shift be worried? Sometimes you'll identify, oh, it's because my night shift was like, we actually, none of us want to do that. The day shift is just doing that because some other people over there said they should. And there's no part of this being that wants to do that thing. Well, and I would say as you're kind of thinking back on the past incidents where you felt a huge amount of shame, that would be a place to look and kind of delve into like. Except maybe start with a moderate amount of shame. I just think when you're, if you're doing this for the first time, go with the things where you had like a moderate amount okay, of shame. Okay. That a makes sense. Amount of shame you'll go to later, but I would say don't start with those. That's just. Because your night shift is going to be in an overdrive. Gonna <laughs> They're going to try to protect you from it. So yeah, because I would agree with that. If you're, I feel like almost all of us who are writers have serious narrative brains. You have probably ruminated on this stuff before and your night shift knows exactly all the 
crappy things your day shift is about to say to them about the thing that they didn't do that they said they were going to do. And like, that is absolutely not the energy you want to go into this situation with. Right. Well, I would even say from my experience, I, I would bet that if you're listening to this, you may already have a couple of instances popping up in your brain right now. So go with your instinct, go with your gut. Go with your instincts. So really ask yourself, why would my night shift be worried? And remembering that your night shift is really concerned about safety, security. Your night shift is really concerned about, uh, it just hates being in trouble, which is partially about, think about, I mean, I, I know it's all interconnected, but the thing I just heard recently, which I just never really processed, but I'm just really sitting with now. You were born, you are a child. The child that you were still lives inside of you. It doesn't go away. Like our children move out of the house. If you have children, they go live in another house. That child that was you, it's just still here and it's still your brainstem. Like your brainstem pretty much is the same. Like your frontal lobe, it all develops, but your brainstem is pretty much like locked in. Right. So what would a five-year-old be really worried about? And what about this situation is ringing bells for that part of me? And that can be everything from, I won't have time for myself to people will look at me to people will be mean to me to I will disapprove of me. People will disapprove of me. I might not get to the place where I hoped to get to. And so I, might I will be disappointed in myself, not just other people will, but the day shift will be mad at the night shift, which if you think about it, being mad at yourself is a very incredibly, almost intolerable place to sit in for very long. So if your night shift feels like, oh wait, I know where this thing goes and I don't want to go there really get to here's your next step we actually have a next step for you guys it's not just considering there is a next step and i think it could really help so amy you want to tell them about the next step so i would say once you've identified that then i would start creating a story or a plan that is going to make your night shift your shadow self feel safe or feel whatever whatever the concern is you're addressing it What can you promise your night shift? What can you promise? You can promise I won't, you know, even if like, and Heidi Creep does talk about this in the video, but like, like, let's say a lot has come up with you about success. Some of us, that is a big thing. Can you promise your night shift that even if someone comes with a billion dollars, if it takes you away from the things that your night shift values. You will say no. Because when you, if you can't get there, your night shift is not actually going to let you do the step you want to do, which I'm not saying like lie to your night shift. Do not lie to your night shift. It, I'm saying you really identify what are the, we all have them. We all have things that if someone offered, if someone offered me a billion dollars, I would not run through a list of things. There are a bunch of things, right? Well, and what I think about with this, I think it's so much, so common for us to be mad or irritated or frustrated with 
our shadow self, our night shift. Mm -hmm. I feel like what this work is and what's been kind of like an aha moment for me is you're looking at that piece of you and you're actually doing the opposite. You're expressing gratitude for it. Like, Mm -hmm. thank you for trying to keep me safe. And I know that this is what you want for me. Here's what we want as our goal. It means, yes, this may happen, but if it does, then here's what I'm going to do to keep you safe. Here's how how we're going to address it. Here's what the truth actually is. And so we can move through this together. So you're reassuring it. It's reassuring it. Yes. And it's really is just, I think the, the super fun idea that I have really come to see about this, um, I really believed for a really long time that my thinking self was myself. That that's just not true. Like you're, you're a whole, you are a whole person. You are an integrated whole person. And so the more that you understand like, oh no, no, everybody's in the, is in the self-protection game and self-protection understanding self-protection is, does not mean like you build a wall that includes like our core human needs are like attachment, love, you know, affirmation, enough to eat, you know, like being loved and supported is actually a core human need. What are the things that babies die if they don't get food, water, human touch? Babies don't get human touch and communication. Even if they're kept warm enough and everything, they die, which tells you this is a basic core human need that you can honor. So you can honor it. You can honor it. So anyway, all right, Amy. Yes. Hi, Lo. Okay. So hi, I would say I am rolling along in writing my new um, series. I've actually started the first few pages of it. I'm super excited about that. I'm, um, I'm about, I'm getting ready to roll out my author social media. Like this is definitely where I've been doing some shadow work myself. <laughs> like what's keep, what's been keeping me from doing that. So, so I'm actually really excited about rolling that kind of stuff out. So that would be the high. And I guess the low would be, um, it's, is, it's hard to deal with your shadow self, right? So I don't know if I would, I would call it a low as much as just a challenge, which, you know, maybe it's six of one, half dozen of another, but um, regardless, just, just sitting down and going into those hard places, right. right? Because it does also mean you have to, you do have to go back and look at the other times when it has happened. Mm-hmm. And you have to do it without shame, shame. You just, I mean, you're going to have shame and then you go, I, that's not what's needed here. That's like that, that helps nothing in this situation. And so I think doing that, like going back to things that maybe you've shamed yourself a lot over time with, it's just, it's hard. So yeah. How about you yeah, you for doing it? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. How about your high low? My high, I am taking a screenwriting, a writing the pilot class, screenwriting class through Tin House, uh, which is a literary magazine in Oregon. I had my first class this week. It was very exciting. I have craft things to share with you guys, but I've gone back to look at the, I'd written a screenplay based on Lifestyles of Gods and Monsters, a pilot, like a first episode of a TV show. 
And um, based on the instructions from this class, I'm going back in and revisiting that and rewriting it. And it feels really fun. So that's a high. That's um, exciting. Yay. Super exciting. Um, and the low, I would say is actually this, it's the same. It's facing like, wow, I haven't opened this file in months. And just, it just exactly what Amy's saying is what, what does it mean? And I'm going to do this when we're done to sit with like, no, but really why, but really why not, not like, but no, really what's going on? Like, what, what am I feeling vulnerable about, about this thing? So. Right. Right. Awesome. Awesome. Well, what I, are you reading? What books are saving your life right now? My friend, I uh, am reading a book that was recommended by the Heidi Preblady on her thing, which is like 10, uh, 10, I can't remember it either. And reasons why people don't or something like that. We'll put a link to it, but super fun. Super fun. How about you? So I actually, I just finished our, um, critique partners book last night, um, which has yet to be released. It's, it's kind of still in process and it was so good, just beautiful. And I'm about halfway through and it's excellent. It's so good. I, I actually texted her yesterday and just said, oh my gosh, like this is unput downable. Like it keeps pulling me forward and pulling me forward. I have to, you know, I have to keep reading, but the book that I will say that I, I so I love that. I have finished, I guess, over the weekend, a book called Hello Beautiful. And you told me about that. Oh my gosh. It was so good. And it's okay. loosely based on um, little women. And, okay. and so you can see pieces of little women in it. It's like inspiration. You can see it was inspired by it, but a very different book. But it was, it was lovely and hard and sad and happy and all I got all the feels I think it's Anne Napolitano I think is maybe her name and it was it was really good I know it's it's kind of a buzz book right now maybe it was on a list or something I don't know like Reese's or Oprah's or somebody's but it, it was very good very Yay. good all right thanks people thanks for hanging out and we will see you guys next time oh and if you're in the DFW area, make yes. sure you come and um, listen to our talk at, at DFWCon, DFW. the Writers Conference. And we, it is, I well, last time we didn't say this, it is October 6th through 8th. Yes. And we're speaking on the 8th. 8th on Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Sunday. All right. Hope to see oh, you yeah. then. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for being with us today. We love our people and we want to get to know you better. So email us at questions at time to write podcast.com to have your questions considered for the show. You can also suggest topics by emailing us there. Also drop us a review on Apple Podcasts. Not only will it thrill us. Seriously, we read everyone. It also helps others find the show. We're driven by sharing stories and your review helps us do that. Just remember your stories matter and we're rooting for you to find time to write. Even if it's only five minutes, five minutes, you can do it. You can do it.